You're fading in? Fading in. Fading, fading in. in. What's up, Brewskies? Faded. My name is Marco Dupa. With me, as always, is the great and powerful Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What is up, Brewskies? Tonight's brew is from Duclaw Brewing Company. It's the <laughs> Sour Me. And it's an, well, you know what? I'm not going to say another word. Don't. Don't you do it. What's on tap for tonight, Obi? Uh, well, we have an official announcement, technically local announcement, that made worldwide news. Hyper and that's local. a brand new uh, amusement park from Universal Studios Orlando. <coughs> so we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Very cool. Also, uh, kind of a follow-up on the wrestling news that we got last week. Uh. It always seems like every time we think we dropped some kind of bombshell on here, the day <laughs> after, something else happens. It's a curse. So if you follow wrestling, or if you just follow sports, because it was everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. you will know that Vincent Kennedy McMahon is finally, after all these years, <laughs> uh, uh, facing... Uh, the consequences of his actions, really. That's the only way that I can put it. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. His alleged actions. Sure. So we'll go into some of the details. Some of them you don't. Mm. You don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. We want to stay on uh, YouTube. Right. So, yeah. Uh, and then finally, we are going to talk about a potential uh, replacement for Kang the Conqueror in the MCU. We was Kangs. All that and probably just that. Yeah. So let's get right into it. This is episode 414 of the One Beer In Podcast. Ha! Can't wait for this, this, this year. This let's, year, uh, let's clink it up. Clink and drink. Ooh. Ah. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is the One Baron Podcast, the podcast where two brews crack open a brew, and we see where that one brew takes us. My name is Marco Dupa, as I said before, and that's Adam Obesius Rodriguez. <clears throat> yes. And speaking of Adam Obesius Rodriguez, you going to tell us a little bit about what we're drinking tonight? I would love to. Uh, this is the Duclaw Brewing Co. Sour Me Double Triple Berry Imperial Sour Ale. It's an ale with strawberry, blackberry, and raspberry purees. Craft be cherished, rules be damned. Cold read goes as follows. Triple the berry for triple the flavor. <laughs> Sit back on... The- Sip, I said sit, sip back on this sweet sour as a cascade of berry essence flows out with aromas of juicy strawberries, blackberries, and pink strawberries, or raspberries, excuse me. Come on. Uh, What's going on with you? It's a lot of gas. <laughs> uh, 7% ABV, and uh, yeah, that's that's all we got from this bad boy. 7%? I, 7% that's it? Yeah. It's an imperial sour ale, and... and and you know, I thought about that, and it's one of the reasons why I picked it up is because seven is a little stronger than your general ales or your uh, sour ales. 
Um, not but that much stronger. Not that much. I mean, a sour ale, you know, I've seen five, six yeah, percent. Five. I say seven percent. That's the ones I've seen are usually like five to six. Yeah. But seven. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I was curious to see how strong the flavor would be not being like a nine or ten percent. Yeah. Uh, but still being technically an imperial sour. Where did you grab this from? I got this from the uh, liquor store in my apartment. Complex. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool, 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 yeah. cool. Mm. So I'd never seen it before, and we don't usually do sours in the show. So yeah. I figured, let's give it a go. All right. Speaking of giving it a go, let's give this show a go. Oh, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Let's talk about... The Epic Universe. Epic Universe. Universal. Epic Universe was announced, uh, I think, a couple years ago because uh, people started noticing there was uh, you know, construction happening <laughs> at Universal Studios. No, Somehow there's still room. I don't know where. Uh, I don't know where they keep. Yeah. They're inventing they just, just space. dropping stuff here. Yeah. Um, Some of it's going into like an interdimensional black yeah. hole yeah. where it just floats until they need it again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they apparently do have the room for it because they're making a new theme park. And it's called Universal Epic Universe. Uh, officially, uh, more information announced this week. And that includes on Universal's website. So I'll just give a quick read through of what their headline says here. Five immersive worlds, one amazing theme park. Get ready. In 2025, Universal Epic Universe changes everything. Explore astounding worlds beyond anything you've experienced before. And it includes uh, different worlds, as you would expect, in a modern theme park. Uh Uh, Celestial Park is, I guess, like the entrance area. Uh, There's going to be another Wizarding World of Harry Potter area. Uh, The long-anticipated Super Nintendo World in Orlando. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon area, which I didn't realize was that big of a franchise. but strange. And then Dark Universe, which I'm most excited for. Yeah. Because it's going to be like classic horror mo- universal monsters. Nice. Um, so, yeah. That's what we have so far. There's more information on some of the rides and stuff if you look at like some insider scoops. Mm. So, um, obviously, <laughs> I was able to already go to Super Nintendo World, so <laughs> I have an idea what that's going to be like. <laughs> and, and where did you go? How did Japan? you get to Japan? Yeah. Huh. It was Japan. <sighs> And uh, got to got to go see that, but uh, yeah. So that's that's exciting. What do you think about these sort of plan worlds? Obviously, we were waiting for more info on a lot of this stuff, but the general setup. How do you feel about it? Does pique your interest at all? Uh, I mean, for me personally, I mean the Super Mario World. I've I'm me like everybody else. Been very excited. Me being me excited. Yeah. It's a me excited. <laughs> it's a me excited. Yeah, I, I'm excited about that. That's. Yep. I've been waiting for that to to hit our Universal Studios. It's kind of weird that we weren't the first. Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense that Japan sure. was the first one with it. <laughs> I'll let them get away with that one. Yeah, but yeah. we we definitely should be. Yeah. Like, there's no reason why why we shouldn't. But I guess because maybe they were wait, maybe they had plans and then they were like, well, we're gonna do this whole mm, big thing. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we make it a part of this big sure. thing now? Makes sense. The one that I'm really confused about, as you alluded to, was the uh, the How to Train My Dragon. How to Train Your Dragon. How, how to Train 
Your dragon. Right. Sorry, right. not my dragon. Not mine. You, yours. You, you, you train you yours. You train my dragon. <laughs> uh, oh, not because the movie is not good. Those movies sure. are good. Yeah. I'm confused because <clears throat> I didn't really think of that universe as something that people wanted to live in. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, the wizarding world makes sense because people want to be sure. wizards and fucking... Uh, uh, Sorcerers, and <laughs> clearly a Harry Potter fan. Yeah, but uh, and and uh, Super Nintendo World is so immersive yeah. that of course you want to like plop yourself in there and and, sure. and run around. Mm -hmm. But the How to Train Your Dragon universe, again, not to say anything against the movies. I know the movies are like super popular. That's yeah. why they made fucking four or five of them. Mm -hmm. But the but all like but actually, you see what I'm saying like yeah. like the but the actual world to me doesn't right. seem that iconic that I, people want to live in it and and you know I'm a nerd about this stuff so I I did some early digging on what these worlds would be and I think it was I th I want to say it was previously thought to be a full on like DreamWorks themed area that makes more sense which is what I was thinking unless they're unless I'm misremembering and they're going to do that in OG Universal Studios mm. which they they may do um, would love to go to shrek swamp that's what i'm saying like why not make it more expansive than just how to train your dragon see that boulder like, yeah that's a nice boulder yeah yeah i want to go in his little hut yeah you know in the swamps mm -hmm. uh and oh i mean it'd be a perfect a, a perfect way to like parody uh disney world too yeah you yeah. know like yeah yeah make, yeah it it makes itself so right. I, I understand why we wouldn't go with shrek Maybe maybe that's my old head talking here because How to Train Dragon it's relatively newer. But uh, I mean, the first one Shrek. came out when we were what in our mid twenties. Yeah, something like that. And I don't know. I just haven't heard anyone talk about How to Train Your Dragon recently. I mean, again, I know people like the movie. Sure, yeah, they, I mean they're good they're, movies and they're well reviewed. Like you know, people like these movies, <laughs> but it just doesn't seem like that franchise to like make a world yeah around. to me it doesn't it doesn't scream iconic franchise yeah. iconic uh uh world yeah like it nothing about it i'm 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 very confused about that one i mean maybe it was more of a thing of like it's pretty easy to theme around because it's like let's just make it viking stuff and yeah kind of do that yeah, I mean, they and the just, rides make sense because it's like oh let's ride a dragon yeah whatever they can just straight up do uh um Shit. Like a Renaissance fair. Yeah. Basically. Just, but just themed around this movie. Yeah. I don't know. That one I don't get. But the rest right. of it rest of it looks fun. Yeah. I mean I'll I gotta say I'm most excited obviously for Dark Universe, and it's because it seems like they're kind of setting it up to be like a you know, three sixty five uh Horror Nights, which yeah is exactly what I've always wanted. Yeah. Um so that seems cool. And Why does that picture look similar to the Ministry of Magic? They all look similar. They they're all gates. Oh, I guess. See, oh, yeah. I see. I see. I didn't. Now, remember. mind you, yeah, there's an asterisk on the entire website, and it's that these are all conceptual pictures, so it okay. may not look exactly the same as you know when it comes out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think the whole theme is like you're going through a portal to another world. Gotcha. Gotcha. And gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Lame. No. Um. But yeah, I mean. The Ministry of Magic thing isn't that just like an office building in in the in the show? Yeah, isn't the Ministry of Magic just like 
where they deal with like clerical errors and I know obviously it's more than that, but like it just feels like <gasps> excuse me, the Ministry of Magic is like like where they hold trials and and you get to see witches then wizards get uh persecuted yeah, for their yeah. crimes. Yeah, it just it it feels like it feels like they're making a wizarding world courthouse. Yeah. <laughs> like like the whole the whole thing is going to just be like logistical errors and yeah, like you paperwork just, like part of it is just waiting in a long line <laughs> it's, all day. it's the dmv yeah yeah <laughs> and you get up there scary and- <laughs> Ooh. uh yeah. yeah so well the quick write-up for it is uh from 1920s paris to the 1990s british ministry explore international wizarding communities and the magic that connects them in the wizarding world of harry potter ministry of magic so yeah it's super vague yeah they're gonna I, I guess theme it to 1920s paris and then 90s england hmm. i guess that's how they're gonna distinguish it sure from the other wizarding worlds that they yeah. already have yeah okay. i don't know um sure 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 yeah why don't they just make one where you can go into the fucking school I mean, technically, they already do with the ride. You go, yeah. you go into the into the school on that ride. Nah, that's not the same. In the queue, you know. Because yeah. you, if you had like actual Hogwarts, you could be like going into their bedrooms and, and <laughs> just laying in their beds. What are you gonna do in their bedrooms? <laughs> They're children, Marco. <laughs> Stop being creepy. You gonna go into the bathrooms too? <laughs> You try to kiss that ghost girl or whatever? <laughs> Dude, I didn't mean it like that, okay? I didn't mean it like that. Why is that the first thing you thought to do? I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> just going to go in those bedrooms. Man, man, why would they let us go in the bedrooms? You know? Man, I won't disturb them while they're sleeping. I'll just watch them. I'll just watch them. <laughs> you know, like it'll be me and one of the paintings. We'll yeah. be watching these kids sleep. No, I just meant like... To be able to like go through, would I mean? Wouldn't it be cool if like you could go into the room where uh, uh, the three of them hang out? Yeah, and like go through. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Go through their stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rummage through their drawers. Uh huh. You know, like read their personal diaries yeah. and stuff like F- that. Find some chocolate frogs. <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah, lay in their beds, sniff their pillows, just live in it. Just really live in it. I get it, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think uh, that experience is going to happen. So you got to let that one Listen, go. Listen, I would like I would like for that for, for all the worlds to be like that. Like I would like to uh, sleep in in Mario's bed too, you know? Sure, yeah. Where's overalls? Does he have a bed? Where's like, big shoes? Never seen his bed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. You know? Okay. Where's red where his red wings? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Those big old Simpson shoes. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Like your shoes. All right, let's uh, let's move on. <sighs> okay, right? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're fictional characters. They are. Real to me, damn it. Yeah. I don't even. I don't even care, man. Okay. Care. All right. Well, it's it. You know, the the epic world will be opening twenty twenty five. Let's just so. say this, but like to to kind of cap this off, I guess uh, it's going to be something big for the city. Let's say that. Huge. 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 Yeah. So. Uh, also, don't expect to be able to go for like probably five years, because Straight up. you know it's going to be crazy. The you know the, I will say the one good thing about it um, that I'm I'm thinking as like a native is that the other parks will be that less crowded. Mm. So yeah, that's true. You know now I'll finally go to Galaxy's Edge. There you go. 
I have to worry about all these people there. Yeah. They're going to be sleeping at, at Hermione's the bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, please, honestly, please listen, no. Let, let me let me just say something about that joke. Okay. <clears throat> I honestly wanted to say any other name and hers was the first mm. one that popped up. I wanted to say Yeah, let's talk about like that. a more obscure name. Yeah. Cho Chang, oh. maybe. Sure. Not Cho Chang. Uh I <laughs> All right, um, so let's talk about Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Okay, it's, it's a good transition. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was doing much worse. It's true. Than, than yeah. these in jokes comparison, you look like a much, saint. Much, much worse. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you mean in comparison? I look like I didn't. I'm not even even on the same planet of, oh, of yeah. what he's been accused of doing. You're in the same epic world, my friend. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. This yeah. is serious stuff. Yes, yes. This is, these Bring are serious, very serious alle- Reel it allegations. Okay? Real in, yeah. Very, very nasty, nasty Well, stuff. The, the thing with Vince McMahon has been like, he's been known to be a an absolute scumbag. Yeah. Like, forever. Yeah. Since, since I was old enough to watch wrestling, uh, he has been the villain overall. Yeah. And obviously, a lot of that was put on for his character. Yeah. But... But it the came mo- from who he was. Exactly. The more that you learned about him as a person outside of the ring, um, the more you realize, like, no, he's actually that guy. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel like you can speak to this story more than me, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's been rumors about his alleged misconduct yeah. for years. Um, he He... So he got they they found out when they did when they did like discovery and everything when they were when they were all this stuff is really it's all really it stinks dude it stinks and not yeah. not just because of like for the obvious reasons sure. but like so many they're worried like like WWE insiders yeah. and stuff they're worried that like if this goes to trial and they have to do discovery. Mm-hmm. That there's going to be a lot to discover. Oh my god, so much stuff is probably yeah. going to come out. Yeah. So, like number one, one of the biggest things that came out around. Okay, let me just say this first. I guess we're not going to go into detail about like the allegations. S- just you can look it up for yourself if you want to. Just suffice to say, he paid off a woman, uh, uh, this lady who came to him in her hour of. This is according to her. In her hour of need, um, and asked for a job, and instead of giving her just some like office position, yeah. he basically pimped her out mm-hmm. to all all of these executives and and some act. And this is what I'm I've getting heard, to. I've heard this part, yeah. Big, massive names in, yeah. in in the business in the actual wrestling business. There was one that they said was like uh, a former UFC champion. Mm-hmm turned uh, uh, WWE champion and they're like well there's only wonder who could that be (laughs) it's like you don't even have to do this it's one guy Mm -hmm. it's it it would be (laughs) it's like it it would be like uh, there was this guy his name rhymes with Shrock Shrezner, <laughs> yeah. but we can't say who it is. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna get into it, but you know we can't put his actual name. But yeah, let's just say it's a guy with a, it's a guy with a big knife tattoo. He's got a really Allegedly. big knife tattoo. That's that's all we can say chest. about it. Blonde hair, massive guy, multiple time champion. Yeah, yeah. UFC champion. 
you know. But we can't say anything more than that. Schrock Schreschner. Schrock Schreschner. Yeah. Uh, he allegedly was a part of this. Yeah. John Laurinaitis, a guy who was in, uh, in charge of talent relations, was a part of it, which is just horrifying. Yeah. If you know what John, John Laurinaitis looks like or sounds like. He's like, he reminds me of um, the comedian who just, who passed away recently, who, who was on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. You know oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That doesn't help you guys, but that's uh, we're, <laughs> that's all we're going to say about that. Sure. So <clears throat> that is apparently one of the first dominoes to fall in what could be a complete collapse of the old guard. Yeah. That they're worried that once more information comes to light, that they're just going to have to like clean sweep. Yeah. Um, a, a very large portion of the uh, executive brass at WWE. Um, Stephanie McMahon, his daughter, mm-hmm. she resigned right after he came back into power. Yeah, which was super suspicious. Everyone was like, "What's that about?" She didn't give a statement. She didn't say. She just, barely just backed away. She just was like, "Thank you guys for the opportunity." Love the fans. Yeah. Peace. And she disappeared into, uh, she just rode Obscurity. off into the sunset. Yeah. Nobody's Never seen, to be seen again. No one has seen Shane McMahon <laughs> in yeah. years. We don't know what's going on with him. I mean, so basically, they're saying that a lot of people knew this was going on. Mm-hmm. And because he was who he was, they couldn't do anything about sure. it. Sure, yeah. And he was the, the Lord God of WWE. Yeah, and, and he was. And to your point about, like, we grew up on him being a villain... I mean, he's been doing villainous shit our entire lives, but yeah. it was all under the guise of him being like a bad dude. He was a bad dude on camera, but he was a bad dude off camera. You couldn't. But, that, that I think that is maybe the most ingenious and evil part of this whole thing is that it was not an accident that his on-screen persona was this piece of shit. Right. It was so that it blurred the lines between reality and the act to a point where you couldn't really point the finger at him because he, you know, people at, at least people who wanted to make excuses could say, eh, you know, it's just it's part of the show, man. Yeah. Like you're taking it too serious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. There's there's stuff that happened on camera on, on uh, big. There's a uh, there's one really famous segment with Edge and Lita. Mm-hmm. Where Edge wins the WWE Championship, and then on Raw, he has a live sex celebration. Yeah, this is this is real. Oh, Lord. Okay, you can look this up. This actually happened, and I remember watching it as a kid, going, <laughs> "What huh? is happening?" Huh? They bring a bed into the middle of the ring, and Edge, I remember this now. Yeah, <laughs> Edge and Lita. Literally, I thought for sure. I'm watching this as a kid, and I thought for sure, like. At some point, like something's gonna happen. Yeah. The bed's gonna break, yeah. or you know, somebody jump gonna, in the ring. Yeah, something. No, they literally get in bed, they take their clothes off, and they start going at it until I think John Cena runs. I don't remember, but somebody does run in yeah. and interrupt interrupt it. Yeah. But it's not before they full on just do it. Yeah. In the middle of the ring, and comes out years later that Lita didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. <laughs> uh, she went to Edge, and Edge tried to... Uh, um, uh, uh, 
champion for her. I was trying to think of mm-hmm. a better word for that. But he goes to Vince and he's like, we shouldn't do it. Yeah. John Cena goes to Vince and says we shouldn't do it. Multiple people are like, let's just cut the segment. Yeah. And 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 Vince is like, it's good business. <laughs> you gotta do it. He's or like, you're fired. It's like a real life J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> he really is. He really is. Ugh. So that's just, I mean, that's but just more a small evil. example of like the kind of shit that he would do. Yeah. I mean, there's multiple segments. There's, I remember the one, the program that he did with uh, Trish Stratus where his wife was comatose. So he would just like bring out these hot women in front of her while she was like, <laughs> so stupid. And I can't believe she played along. Ugh. She'd sit in her fucking wheelchair and she'd be like all mm-hmm. dead and shit. She's like a vegetable. I forgot why she was uh, like a vegetable in the wheelchair or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he'd like make out with like the hottest uh, divas they were called at the time. Yeah, and and it was just like you can. I mean, he's the guy. He's he's like you said. He's the lord. He's the king there. Right. So imagine he comes up with this idea. I mean, it's so when you think about it now as an adult, if you if you're not if you're anything but disgusted by this, like I don't know what to tell you, man. Like imagine your boss, the person who's paying your bills. He's writing your checks. He's the one. Who is is he's everything to if you want to be a, a WWE superstar, yeah. He's everything. He's you gotta God, kiss the ring. He's yeah. And he comes to you. Not some weird writer who has some weird idea about yeah. like we should do a live sex celebration. God himself comes to your locker room and is like, This is what you're gonna do. Yeah. Or you can find a new place to work. But guess what? Yeah. The WWE, no matter how many AEW fanboys, WCW fanboys, ECW, Ring of Honor, whatever, I don't give up TNA. Yeah. No matter what you guys think or say, the WWE is the major league. Of course. They're the biggest budget, the most famous. They're they are the made they are the yeah. NBA to your uh uh you know uh, uh, college, or no, I'm sorry, not college, a uh, uh, Canadian basketball yeah, yeah, league, CFL, you know. that. Yeah. So it's a downgrade. Wherever you sure. go is a downgrade. I don't know any serious, even like semi wrestling fan that would argue with that. Like AEW fans would. Let's be serious. I mean, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. Serious. Let's let's be serious. No. Let's I, be I, fucking for real yeah, right now, no, bro. No. Even from money alone, you know, like. Just the budget of the show. Mm-hmm. Just watch an AEW show and then watch a WWE show. Just the production alone. Exactly. That's it what doesn't, I'm Yeah. Does, it's just not comparable. No. No. You may get higher quality wrestling. Sure. You can you can argue you prefer it. Yeah. Or that's better. It's a better show, but it's not as big. No. It's not as successful. For better or not, worse, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm sure you could watch basketball players in Slovenia. And I bet you it's more competitive. That's where they're coming from. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure that that's a more entertaining game to watch. Sure. But it ain't the NBA. Right. So imagine being put in that position where he comes to you and he's like, listen, uh, I'm just I'm just going to eat your ass on camera. That's, cool. Cool. That's, that's what's going to happen. So just I'll see like, get ready. Yeah. <laughs> Prepare. That segment's in. Yeah. Right. Prepare. Yeah. Because in 15 minutes you're going out there and you're taking your pants off. Right. I mean, what do you say? And that was his on-screen persona. Right. Can you... I mean, it's no surprise that he was a fucking scumbag. Yeah. Well, and he got, he got away with it. He yeah. got away with it for so long. It's only now that the, the cows are coming home. So... Yeah. I mean... 
I WWE needed oversight, and this thing he thought he was gonna sell to he was gonna do this TKO group thing, this merger, yeah. and then he was gonna make make more money than he ever made in his entire life. But what really happened was he didn't realize that these other guys were like, bro, this is a business. It you brought, can't be doing that kind of weird ass shit anymore. Yeah. Well, I don't think he anticipated that it would bring more scrutiny with yeah. it too. And you know, I mean, not to mention. We're in 2024, my friend, you know, like, and people have long memories for this kind of stuff. Right. So, you know, I, I don't know how, I, I mean, I guess I can because he'd always gotten away with it up until this point, but I just don't know how you can not realize that that hammer is about to come down on you. Yeah, maybe he did. Maybe that's why he sold so much of his stake. I guess so, but I, mean, I don't know. A I, lot of people cut and, cut and ran. Yeah, yeah. I just... I think overall, um, this is a good thing for the industry at large. Yeah. Because if hopefully he sees justice and, you know, assuming all these uh, accusations are true, um, you know, I hope that they are able to clean shop and it start from a relatively clean slate. Yeah. That performers are able to go into feeling safe and protected and you know the way it should have been the entire time but obviously it was not so you know I, you know it, it it behooves WWE and the industry at large to accept whatever may be coming for the old timers yeah because yeah. fighting against that's only going to make you look bad yeah. and it's only going to tear you down with those guys right yeah so if you want to go down with that ship by all means open your mouth Sure. And start defending Defend. people like Vincent McMahon. But yeah, yeah. If if you wanna if you wanna see the other side of this thing, you just kinda have to let this 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 moment happen. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, it's it's good. It's good for the business at, at large. It's horrendous, horrific, nightmarish that it had to happen to these these people. This woman I mean, what she what she put herself through and what she had to go through and what yeah. she was put through. Again, you read the court documents and it's it's horrifying. Yeah. yeah, and I and I, you know, I can't can't even put into words what that must have. You can't. I mean, you can't. You can't imagine. No. You can't imagine like that's what your job is. That's what your life is for years. And people are gonna say, "Oh, well, she accepted the gifts. She was she an got, adult. Yeah, and she made her choices. Yeah, she made her choices. But yeah. when you're again, it's the power dynamics of like when you're put in that position. Are you really making choices when sure. you're on your last leg? Are you really making choices or are you trying to survive? And when somebody in a position of power like Vince, Vince could have done anything for her. Yeah. Vince could have given her all those gifts for nothing. Sure. He had the power to just give her all the all of the luxuries, mm -hmm. everything. He didn't he, just for nothing. He could or, have just or, done it. Or just pay her to do a regular job. Or just well what I'm saying, like, yes, of <laughs> course. But what I'm saying is like to say that she had to do those things to get that stuff is right. like he could have just done that stuff. It yeah. was. It's not like she was doing anything. You, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, she yeah. wasn't he, working for the. She wasn't generating income. She right. wasn't doing anything for the WWE except yeah, he, for this. He, he took advantage of her. Yeah, he took advantage so of like her. He, he preyed on he, her. Yeah, and it's, it's it's not. Yeah, he and like you said, he could have just given her a job. Yeah, he it's a regular just, job. The thing that she asked for, just right. the regular job. All she, she asked for originally. Yeah. You know? So it's. Uh, I mean, um, there's more details that are coming to light and again if this if this goes to trial and this becomes like a big thing 
we're probably going to see a lot more stuff. Uh, probably a lot more people. Big names. <laughs> yeah. All of the Vince guys. Oh, yeah. You know, you have to you have to wonder, or they have to wonder, like, oh, no. You know, what, what was I involved in? Like, yeah, what's about it, to come back? It, it, it could be, like, almost exactly a Weinstein situation where it's like, you follow the money <laughs> yeah. and you, you see who was involved, who was friendly, who was there at the time, who who should have known, who probably knew. Um, Taking out the morality of it, as just as a as a as a person, you have to go. You have to be like like if somebody like I won't go into the details, but like part of the stuff that he was doing was like showing pictures to his friends and being like, "That's a hot piece of ass," right? And they're mm-hmm. like, "Let me get some of that." And he's like, "Sure." Like. You want Thursday at eleven o'clock? Right. And then he'd hit her up. Let, and be let like, me let me pencil you in. Yeah. And be like, free up eleven. Yeah. Because uh, home homeboy's coming. Yeah. And unbelievable. Y- you have to. You have to be just a different kind of person to obviously do that kind of shit, but to not think far enough ahead in your life that like, are you thinking that? You're just gonna get away with this well, and forever. That's, that's like the thing, though, is that like for so long, people did get away with it. Vince, I can understand because he's worth billions of dollars. He owns the WWE. Yeah, he could make her life hell. Like the, he has the resources to be like. I could understand him being in his high castle, yeah. looking down and going like, "You're not gonna say anything." About Olympus this. will never fall. Yeah. But the Olympians down looking up at him and thinking, like, he'll never let this fall, right? Like, you have to be. But maybe that's what it takes. You have to be that kind of arrogant, piece of shit, scumbag person to do that in the first place. So, of yeah. course, your brain is wired to go, no one's going to find out about well, this. I'll never get caught. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of things, I think, that are important to take into account. One is that he was surrounded by yes men. Had yeah. to be. Oh, yeah. Had to be. One million percent. In order to get away with all this. Oh, those dudes. Secondly, the power dynamic ex- extends to men as well. So they're all going along with it. Like, yeah, Vince is cool because he pays my bills. Like, yeah. What am I going to say? I can't say anything. Right. You know, even if they felt so morally inclined to, they probably didn't feel, you know, empowered to speak up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know. I mean, but yeah, again, like, what's the HR department look like at WWE? <laughs> what's you just, that? <laughs> you, uh, you just go into the office and he's there yeah. with a steel chair. <laughs> <laughs> Can I help you? <laughs> Can I help you? Can I help you? And then every office you go into is just him <laughs> yeah. in different costumes. Sure. <laughs> oh man, he's a horrifying human. Terrible. Being. Just Terrible. A, just a just a bad bad person. Yeah. Just a bad yeah. bad person. So it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out. But I think it's as long as things are you know as long as there's justice <laughs> in this case, I think it's good for the industry at large yeah. and for everyone involved. Yeah. Really, you know, there's no, there's no, or there was never any checks and balances at WWE. No. And this is, it's good now that there's like, I, at first I thought, excuse me, he was selling because, you know, he's just a money hungry, you know, just a scumbag. Yeah, so of course, like 78, you know, yeah. And he's like just cashing his chips now at this point. So I, I, I just thought that like he was giving up on the business and he yeah. was just going to like sell to some Saudi group mm-hmm. and like, you know, whatever. But now it's pretty clear that he was trying to get while the getting was good and get yeah. the fuck out. Yep. And even like even that is, is like the fact that there wasn't anybody else there to be like, what's going on? Like, yeah. what, what are you doing? 
you're you're selling to that you're merging with this kind like what's what's the motivation behind this because it right. it feels kind of nefarious that you're doing sure. this you know wwe <laughs> even though this tko group thing looks like it's gonna be it has the potential to be like a huge thing especially if you're a fight fan mm-hmm. the wwe and the ufc for, for 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 all this for all that matters neither one of them needed to do this and it's a sure. strange i mean we talked about it on the podcast when it happened but this is a strange merger. If yeah. you think about the fan bases, it's not you're not seeing a lot of I mean other than people like you and I, you're not seeing a lot of carryover of like WWE yeah. fans and UFC fans. Like the the mega fans of either of them tend to not like the other, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it, it even in the beginning it's a, it was a weird merger and now the yeah. more information that comes to light it feels like Dana was trying to get as much money as he could, as much resources that he can. It makes sense. Vince, it just kind of feels like, oh, oh, I get it now. I, oh, I see what you're I trying see. to do. You're I cashing see. out, bro. You were, you were, you knew this. You knew the the hammer was coming down. It's trying to disappear. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Hopefully, I'll just, I'll say this from a selfish standpoint. I really, really hope that uh, Triple H is not involved. <laughs> yeah. I really hope that he's going to come out of this unscathed because he's been a scumbag in the past too. And sure. if you know anything about like his his personal life and the stuff with China and mm-hmm. you know the stuff with like how he would bury other wrestlers and like that's but that's wrestling politics. Right. And the stuff with China is like not great, but it's also like that's your relationship, man. That sure, that sucks, sure. but you didn't do this person you didn't do right by this person and blah, 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 right. blah. But that's none of my business. Right. But taking advantage of, you know, uh, molesting, raping, doing all kinds enabling. of... Enabling. Yeah, yeah. Even if he just enabled it. Even if he knew and just looked the other way. It's right. like, you... you, Man, it's, it's going to... I hope. I really hope not. But I don't know, man. It ain't looking good for the no. home team. No. It's looking like by the end of this... It's gonna be just all new faces yeah. <laughs> at the at the top. Hey, maybe that's what they need, you know? Yeah, clear but, house. But the thing is, like, the WWE is a unique business in that you need people who know the business. It's not like obviously other sports you need you need uh you, you need people who understand the sport mm-hmm. to to run it. But sure. WWE is different because like it's not just about understanding wrestling it's about understanding the fan base it's about understanding the history of wrestling it's Mm -hmm. about understanding why certain storylines work and why others don't work it's like it would be like a movie getting a rewrite and bringing in an entirely new cast of writers who didn't read the source material you know what i'm saying sure like it's or not, like fresh out of their like student film, yeah, from college, and and then they're like, we need you to helm this billion dollar franchise. Yeah, yeah. It Good would luck. be like act, asking a, a screenwriter who had never read any comics to like write a Batman movie, where sure. you're like, well, he doesn't. Not to say that this person doesn't understand movies. Mm-hmm. People, you can understand the sport. Right. But you have to understand the intricacies of, of what mm-hmm. makes good wrestling great. Well, Paul I, Levesque, Triple H, yeah. understands what makes... Not using his government name. I mean, that's my boy, Paulie, Paulie L. He understands wrestling to, like, its molecules. Yeah. And well, he it, lived it. Yeah. Yeah. He knows what a good storyline is. He's been a part of bad storylines. Sure. So he understands... What's good and, and, and what's great and what works and what doesn't. 
if you replace him with a bunch of fucking pencil pushers and dorks who are like, oh, this is this makes the most sense. It's like sometimes wrestling doesn't make sense. And that's why it's so good. <laughs> it often doesn't. <laughs> it usually doesn't. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, that's what I, I'm afraid of at the end of this. I mean, obviously, I, you, yeah. I want justice, and I want everybody to get their comeuppance, and I want this woman to get uh, the justice that she deserves and the, probably the payout that she deserves. Oh, and Vince yeah. needs to face whatever consequences he deserves. Sure. So I want all of that to happen. Sure. I'm just afraid at the end of the day, like, I don't know what it's going to do to well, to the biz. Here's the thing. I, I have to believe that there were some people from the old guard that – didn't didn't partake in that sort of business, you know. I, I there has to be. Yeah, there's got to be wishful thinking. There's got to be. There's got to be. I have hope that there Brock is. Brock Lesnar is married with a wife and children. Yeah, he has a fam. This man has a family, <laughs> and he was doing that shit. Yeah, and not only that, allegedly, he's, dude, he's ma- allegedly. Yeah, he's married to Sable, right? Another wrestling legend. Mm-hmm. So it's. If, well, if, if in all honesty, he's, he's it, married to the, the the person that we all had a crush on when we were kids. <laughs> yes, he wiped that, and was like, "That's not enough." Well, I don't know, man. I, I can't, I can't uh, speak on things I don't know. Obviously, we'll we'll know more. Sure, as, you can. That's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do here. <laughs> I would rather not in this case because it's very delicate. But yeah, um, I will say. Even at the cost of you know the show, uh, wrestling in general, like people will figure it out. Yeah. Even if it takes a complete new guard that doesn't get it right at first, you know, I think injecting uh, new blood into this thing is exactly what's needed. Yeah. And especially because I feel like a newer generation will be even better at listening to their audience and and figuring out what works and what doesn't. Yeah, that's true. Being even more receptive to change. Yeah. Um, but you yeah, know, we'll, I think we'll see how it goes. It may young, be the Wild West for a little bit. Younger people, younger writers would be more receptive and more uh, willing to bend and like that was another thing that was wrong with the old guard and mm-hmm. Vince in particular was like if he had an idea, that was it. He was just going to sure, push yeah. forward with it. Yeah. You know, like I was saying about the Lita story, but even in even in like storylines with two wrestlers going like you know two male wrestlers. If the audience was like, "We don't like this," mm-hmm. he'd be like, "Well, they're gonna sure." Yeah. And you, the, the you have to think that like the arrogance of a person like that who can night after night hear the crowd just boo <laughs> maliciously. The, the customer's story. wrong. Yeah, I'm just think like, no, no, no. He's 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 Principal Skinner. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it's a it's an interesting time for wrestling. Mm-hmm. So. Oh. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. No, that's that's all right. It's right there. Okay. No, yeah, no. Do do what you need to do. Thank you. Yeah, that's yeah. Do a yeah, chihuahua yeah, break. Yeah. Chihuahua break. She's not even looking at the camera. She's a palate cleanser. Yeah, there you yeah. go. The palate is cleansed. Oh, look at that palate. Wow, look at that palate. Hi, internet. Vince who? Vince who? I'll bite his balls. <laughs> all right, here you go. Take this. But yeah, it's a. It, I think we're in a very interesting place and time for wrestling, and um, I'm hopeful that whatever happens will bring the change that is needed in the industry. Because, you know, honestly, we talked about it in in the past. Even like you know, putting aside obviously the justice for this person who was obviously wronged, um, 
wrestling has needed a shakeup, mm-hmm. and too much of it is reliant on the old guard. Yeah, too much of it is is anchored. I'm looking at you, AEW, <sighs> on like you know bringing out. Uh, the the old dogs that don't know new tricks and like Man. saying remember him remember <laughs> see see hey look it's Sting again yeah <laughs> uh, no offense Sting um but yeah yeah you know I I just think I think it's time I think it's time for a reset and um you know this may be exactly what does it so we'll see we'll see we'll see speaking of shakeups speaking of changes big yeah. changes to billion dollar businesses. We finally have, I, I, should, I shouldn't say a substantiated rumor, but like at least uh, an industry insider rumor. Streets is talking. About who could be replacing Kang the Conqueror, the big bad of the forthcoming MCU phase. Mm-hmm. And it's none other than Jonathan Majors. No. <laughs> He's back. Wait a minute. He's just got, grown a mustache. <laughs> John David Washington, yeah, is is appearing to be one of the front runners. Front runner, yeah. Of uh, who's going to p- replace Jonathan Majors? Jonathan Majors, another guy caught up in, <laughs> yeah, some stuff. Yeah, this is uh, this kind of crazy. John uh, John David Washington I, would is the last person that I would think would replace. I John David Washington. I'm just going to call him. John David, maybe just John, maybe JD. just David. J.D. Wash. J.D. Wash. We'll call him J.D. Wash. J.D. Wash, he he doesn't have the same physical presence that Jonathan Majors has. So yeah. now you're not just rewriting the character, but you're rewriting like the physicality of he's the character. He's less intense. Very, very he's smooth. Yeah. He's cool. That's kind of what he's known for being. Yeah. he he's He's a... I mean, if he wasn't American, I would say like he could be a Bond. He could be. A, he, I'd, I'd put him in in a Bond. Yeah. Uh, front running for a yeah. Bond. He, he's just. Yeah. Let me just say this. I mean, I might have said this before mm. on the show. I'm gonna say it again. I don't get the Jonathan or the John David Washington hate. I don't get it. I haven't heard this. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> some people do not Why? like this dude. They think he's boring. They think he he's like. Is it like Nepo Baby allegations? Yeah, I think it's Nepo Baby stuff. But I think it's just like he gets in movies and and he's not interesting. Like the people who don't like Tenet, part of the reason they don't like it is, oh, sure. is John David Washington. But other people don't like Black Klansmen, and it's because of uh, John David Washington. Huh. So like everybody else, like Adam Driver and Topher Grace and and. Um, it's just Adam Driver and Topher Grace who, who, who anchored that movie, and sure. John David Washington. Sure, like the movie is 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 good because of them, and not John David Washington. And I'm just like, I've seen I've seen I've seen a lot of tweets about huh. how people are like, he's very like milk toast, doesn't have the charisma that his dad has, and it's like, first of all, <laughs> he's the only human being on the planet that has <laughs> right. the charisma that he has. Who could he's Denzel Washington? There's right. nobody else on right. Earth, probably in in multiple universes. <laughs> With, excuse me, with the on-screen presence and yeah. charisma that Denzel Washington has, so that's not a fair comparison because you could do that with any actor, not just his son. Sure, yeah, yeah. Pick any actor, and you're like, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm probably gonna go with Denzel Washington. Yeah. nine times out of ten. Yeah. yeah, but they, yeah, they accuse him of of being like boring and and doesn't have the you know doesn't have like a very good on-screen presence and all this stuff, and I'm just like. 
I don't see what you guys see. Yeah. I think he's amazing in Tenet. Yeah. I think he's amazing in Black Klansman. I haven't seen that new sci-fi movie that he's in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't either. The, uh, <laughs> creator, the creator or something? Yeah. yeah. I heard mixed things yeah. about the movie itself. But I think he's I think he's great. Yeah, me too. I want to see him in more stuff. I haven't seen him in anything that I'm like, this guy stinks. No. <laughs> no. I really, actually, I, it's funny you bring up Tenet because Tenet is like, I don't know if I'd go as far as to say like a star making role for him, but I, it, he is so good in it. He's so good. He's so, so good. Like he has that swagger, but also is like uniquely himself. He's not, it doesn't seem like he's putting on like, a pastiche of his dad. Yeah. Which I appreciate. I don't get I don't get his dad at all. Other than the fact that they look similar and like their the tenor of their voice or yeah. the timbre of their voice is similar. You get in the voice every once in a while, but other than that, I really don't get any I don't get Denzel no. from from no. you know, J D Wash from yeah. his performances. The fight scene the first fight scene where he's uh intended where he's uh, trying to convince the lady to um, go along with his his scheme mm-hmm. about the um, the painting or whatever, and they take him into the kitchen, and they, you think, oh, he's about to get his wig split, yeah, and then I just the way he goes about that fight scene, like you said, I mean, just swagged out, charismatic, super fucking cool. Hey, you know that's that's awesome. That's a good. That's yeah. Let's do that. Are let's you, do that. Are right you serious right now? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, no, that's really, yeah. You, right, you need do you, ice? Do you need any more ice? Do you want to get it right now? Yeah. Just go ahead and just, just get I'm it. Sorry. We weren't We weren't doing anything. It's okay. <laughs> Un, unreal. <laughs> you know, she walked by and she coughed a little bit. She's like a little, uh, sorry, sorry. And I was like, that's, and I didn't even, I didn't even, I didn't even move because I was like, it's not a big deal. And then you <laughs> pulled that. <laughs> you didn't mean to. You could have grabbed it, you know. I thought it would be like a. I didn't think it would. Have you never used our ice maker? Yeah. Anyway, sorry, my bad. Oh my goodness. Oh my good. Okay. This is what we're working with here. Yeah. Thanks, Sherry. I hope your water's cold. Unbelievable. John David Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, his, uh, his that's, fight scene. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm watching that, and I'm like, this is a guy who, who you know, I want to see this dude in everything. I want to yeah. see, I want to, you know, I yeah. So, to bring it back to the MCU thing, I believe in John David Washington, but this is a strange choice. Yeah, well, they were saying the other option that was in talks was Coleman Domingo. Now that, I saw that, and that guy. Yeah. That guy I could see replacing uh, Jonathan Majors. Yeah. And it's just really just the physicality. Sure. Coleman Domingo is, he looks like a guy, he looks like Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. Or I guess what the MCU was going for. Sure. With their on-screen uh, portrayal. Yeah. John David Washington I see is more like lean and suave. Yeah. As opposed to like kind of a bigger guy with a commanding presence. Yeah. So, but the thing is, if you go with Coleman Domingo, you go for more of a uh, one-to-one replacement. Right. You go with John David Washington, and you have an interesting, 
opportunity to kind of rewrite the character, right? Sure. You could do this thing where, because Kang is all of these different things and all these different universes, and mm -hmm. you could bring in John David Washington and, and have him be suave, debonair, charismatic, smooth. Mm -hmm. He could be that villain or that version of Kang. Yeah. And, and I think that's an interesting thing to I kind of like an that interesting more. direction to go in. I kind of like that. I like that version of a villain more. Yeah. It's more interesting to me. Yeah. You know, it seems a little more layered. Um, yeah. Not to say that Jonathan Majors didn't have range. Obviously, the guy is very talented. But, um, yeah, I think John David Washington brings a certain elegance to the role that we weren't getting otherwise. I think Jonathan Majors, especially in Loki season one... Mm showed the potential of what like his physicality mixed with his charisma could be for that character because he was physically imposing and scary and weird was, and weird yeah but also hyper intelligent too mm -hmm. the character especially in loki season one he was exhausted yeah. by everything that he had seen the potential of everything yeah, yeah. and and jonathan majors was perfect doing that he just yeah. he just really fucking nailed that energy mm -hmm. so i mean it really is a shame that that he's a scumbag too because <laughs> he's so good yeah <laughs> oh man what a, what a shame what a shame all this wasted talent yeah it just you know so hopefully we don't hear anything about john david washington or anybody else please please <laughs> no like we're running out of stars yeah yeah. Yeah. But uh I think that the the MCU really has to they really got to nail this, you know. Yeah. They really got to nail it cuz this is to me feels like I don't know how many more chances casual audiences are going to give the MCU. I mean, it's clear that they're already stopping to give those chances yeah. with Ms. Mar or not Captain Marvel uh, three the Marvels the Marvels yeah <laughs> colon the Marvels the Marvels um, it's it's the Marvel colon S Marvels yeah. parentheses S Marvel or Z. um yeah I I think I think we're already there I, I I think it's gonna take a lot of buzz to bring people back yeah and you know there's been the speculation that Deadpool three is gonna be that to bring people back to the MCU but it is an MCU movie but it's kind of not technically it is but like it's not it's already established as this other thing yeah and 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 the fact that they're using uh Hugh Jackman Hugh Jackman's Logan it, it's all this like outsider stuff sure so like all right yeah we'll go see that movie because we like those people not because it's an MCU movie exactly yeah. exactly that's completely like outside of the realm of any reason why I think almost anyone would go see that movie. Yeah. Um, unless now, you're like a diehard or something. Now, but. maybe they're hiding a lot of cameos, a lot of MCU cameos. I would assume with a Deadpool movie, you know? There's been a lot spoiled, you know, people have been seeing, like, taking pictures on set and well, stuff. Well, okay, that's, ex that's exactly what I was about to get into, was the fact that, like, they were so open about some of the stuff, some of the, like, on-set stuff that... I'm starting to think they have so much in the pocket mm. that they're like, yeah, whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah. We'll show you Wolverine in this suit. Right. Because, yo, you got no idea what we got in, in, 
ready to go yeah. in the back pocket. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe there's a lot of connective tissue that's going to get us to the MCU. But as it stands, it's like that's that's a Sony uh, a Fox Fox. Sorry, yeah. not Sony Fox. That's a Fox movie. That's not a that's not an MCU movie. Right. That's a Fox movie. So. Sure, if if they're banking on that, but no, you need a win for the MCU. Mm. You don't need to bring back old actors. You need a win. You need a good new movie. Yeah, and and they really need to nail <coughs> this Kang character. Man, Jonathan Majors really fucked them. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, he fucked them so bad. Yeah. He was right there. Oh man, right there. And he was. I mean, he, he's perfect. He's. Yeah. Perfect. He was nailing it, and also in his in his career, this guy who had put on a couple of stellar performances in a couple of different movies, yeah. a guy who's like on the cusp of maybe an Oscar worthy performance. Some, he had some credentials, yeah. And then you're like, we snatched up this guy before he went off and did like a couple of A twenty four movies, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is perfect, and and also he shredded. Yeah. People love him. Uh, and then you put him in the movie and you're like, holy shit, he nailed it. He's awesome in it. Dude, you have to you have to you have to think like Kevin Feige and all those executives probably for a second just sat in the office and just were like breaking pencils over and over and over. No, again. they, they just... were they sat in silence probably for <laughs> yeah, like they a all full just were hour like... and just like no no no. Let's just let's just sit. <sighs> <sighs> Did you just hear someone in the back? <sighs> <laughs> get him out of here get him out get him out we don't need that right now yeah so John David John David Washington I'm that was, hoping that was, that was Kathleen Kennedy <laughs> get her out get her out get her out of here uh, I, I you did this with Star Wars too I Come think go I think he could I think he could do really well because I, I you know this is this, you know. As you said it, I said it, so now I can say this podcast is a John David Washington fan. Yeah. So, you know, fight us. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, I don't know. Also, tenant fans. Goddamn right. Yeah. Cheers to that. Took a couple of viewings, but yeah, I became one. Mm-hmm. It's so much. It's like that. It's that meme of the two guys on the. Train, <laughs> yeah. and it's like when one's, you're one's really sad, the other one's happy. Yeah. So when you're on the other, when you're on the right side, and you're and you're just like watching Tenet because it's a fun movie, or it's like being a Tenet hater, you're on that side, and it's like, all right, man, what are you so upset about? <laughs> yeah. If you're on this side, it's like it's awesome. The movie's awesome. It's great. Yeah. I can, I dude, I love that movie so I could go home right now and watch it. Yes. I can put it on right now. Yeah. It's so, I love that movie. Yeah. I love it. It's awesome. It really is. I came home the other day. And Lottie and Brad were watching it. Mm. They had just started it. You just I sat got down. home from work. I just put my stuff down and watched the whole movie. So I was like, "This movie's you don't awesome." Don't say a word. You just sit. No, dude. I I came in and I was like, "You guys are watching Tenet? Kick ass!" And I just put my stuff down. Yeah. I was like, "Let's go, dude. This movie fucks." And just watched it because it's awesome. It's great. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Fucking it, no it's going to be one of those like if they ever show on like TBS, you just got to watch wherever you you pick it up on. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you've seen it before though, because like <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> Try to watch I mean, that even movie if you have, end. even if you have, nah, it's true. Like, you that's know. true. All right. Yeah, we're watching for vibes, my friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And John David Washington, he's got the vibes, man. He's got the vibes. Yeah. He's got the yeah. vibes. And not for nothing, but his, his, I think I saw this too. I saw a lot of people saying that his relationship with Robert Pattinson mm, falls mm. flat. And no. I was like, I don't. Not at all. That's what I'm saying. By the end of it, like, I wish we had so much more time with those two characters. And and they do too. In the movie, that's what he's talking about is like, he's starting to realize who he is to him. Right. And he's like. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, right. Yeah. Sorry. But he's like, I, I'm just now realizing how important you are to me. Yeah. And he's like, hey, man. We're about to go on so many adventures, and he's at the end of his life. He yeah. knows that he's at the end of his life. And, yeah. and John Dave, the protagonist, knows that he's starting to realize that he's at the beginning, but also at the end. He's watching yeah. his friend at the end of his right. life, but knowing that it's all going to come yeah, yeah. full circle. We will all end up stuff. here eventually. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful it's ending, and I, gotta, I get emotional every time I watch yeah. it. I, and it's because... Their chemistry's so good. Yeah, I yeah. just don't understand when people criticize that part of the movie. No, absolutely. They, I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, no. I, I don't I think they got <laughs> those people probably got too caught up in the minutia of like the tech and stuff. Yeah. Because that's what my problem was the first time watching it. I, I got too wrapped up with trying to figure it out. Yeah. Because that's what like Inception's all about, is like trying to crack the code of this thing. Yeah. That's not what Tenet is. Tenet is like Actually, a pretty simple story when you break it down. Yeah. If you just go along for the ride, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Just accept what they tell you at face value. Yeah. There's a lot of techno babble. There's gibberish involved. Whatever you get, you get. Just know generally what's happening. You'll have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Robert Pattinson's awesome in it. Too. He's great. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. We'll see if that becomes like a real thing or if they, you know. Pull a pull a whammy on us and write Kang out, or you know, cast a white character. <laughs> God, that would be so funny. They wouldn't do that. No, 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 no. They, they wouldn't, wouldn't do that. But it would be hilarious if yeah. they were just like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put a who's a who's a big Glenn Howerton. <laughs> yes, know, just like oh, I mean, don't even <laughs> don't let me start thinking about that. That's actually that's actually pretty good. Just have him freaking out the yeah. entire time. Oh. Like this guy wants to do more movies, so here you go. Yeah, here's a nine movie deal. Sure, as Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, you can't do Always Sunny anymore. No. All right. Okay. Let's uh, let's get into the the cheers. Cheers of the, of the week. All right. You know what? It, you know what time it is, kids. So, uh, Obi, start us off. What's your cheers, brother? Uh, my cheers of the week goes to Mitski. Mother. Mother is mothering. Uh, Sherry invited me to go see Mitski. Uh, yeah, the one who was getting ice in the middle of the show. Yeah, Sherry. Yeah, yeah that's that her. one. That's her. The uh, Sherry, the interrupter. Is yeah. what I, I like to call her. <laughs> um, but yeah, we went to see her and at her Orlando engagement. It was actually only the second stop of her tour, right? Uh, the first one was in Miami. So weird. She started in Florida, right? Yeah. Don't usually see that, but you know, I'll take it. Yeah. Um. You know, I I, uh, I kind of, I won't say I spoiled the concert for myself, but I looked up a review for the Miami show, mm. and I think the Miami Herald, I want to say, um, and it was a, like a, it was an absolutely glowing review. Now I'm like, oh okay, let me let me get strapped in for this thing because, yeah. you know, I I like Mitski, but I 
wouldn't consider myself like a super fan. Like I haven't given myself enough time to listen to a lot of her albums. Mm. Um, but I like what I've heard. I especially like her latest album. So like, you know, I knew enough to enjoy myself at the concert. Yeah. Um, but uh, I have to agree with the glowing review. I thought it was an incredible show. Um, she did a song with, um, what's his name? David Byrne. John David Washington. Yes. <laughs> with Dave, Dave, with she David. has a song with David Byrne? Yeah. Uh, for Everything Everywhere All at Once, actually. Oh. Yeah. The, that last song at the end. Oh. Um, so this review that I read um, kind of painted the picture for me. That's what I'm saying. I kind of, I kind of uh, spoiled the show for myself. But they said that it's very clear she gained inspiration from, uh, you know, his performances. I mean, who hasn't? True. But this is the first show I've seen from, like, a pop or rock act that was fully choreographed. And, like, an actual performance as opposed to just, like, you know, a band playing. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I thought it was, like, really, really well done. Yeah. And, like, super moving and... You could tell the like a lot of it was interpretive dance, and like she was clearly not afraid to be weird, and uh, I don't think a lot of the audience was expecting that because they seemed to be like, woo, yeah, you know, and not like in it for that. But I, for one, going in with like limited, um, I guess, anticipation for it, uh, would, huh? Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, sure, the interrupter. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I I going into it without like really knowing what to expect was really blown away by her stage presence, her performance. The entire band was awesome. She sounded great. It was it was a great night out. So if if you're so inclined and she's stopping by, I highly recommend you catch the show. Yeah, this uh, is this is a shirt from the show. Look at that merch, Mitsk. Mitz merch, Mitz mm-hmm. merch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, cool, cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. Um, gonna have to catch her the next time around because I also live in Orlando and uh, missed the show. <laughs> so, what? I didn't cry. Sherry cried a lot. Yeah, yeah. As you should. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, definitely one of those. Um, those, Sad uh, girl vibes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, my cheers of the week is going to the documentary, The Greatest Night in Pop. Mm. New re- newly released Netflix documentary. Netflix is just making a documentary about anything Everything. they can get their hands yeah. on. They're going to make a, a documentary about the making of Kleenex. <laughs> they they just they're just making it. You just hear that bubble. Yeah, you you know why? Huh? They're cheap to make. Yeah, yeah. So you can make a million of them. That's true. You yeah. just use stock footage that mm-hmm. you just you pay a little bit of money for. Sometimes they probably don't even pay for. No. You grab in a couple of professors to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Get your little Chiron. Yeah, and, and then then and and you do your 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 quick little cold open where like they walk in. It's super dramatic, mm-hmm. and they're like, when. Uh, so tell us tell us how we got here. Kleenex changed the world. Just B-roll people sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, uh, yeah, you, you, you kind of know what you're getting into with a yeah. Netflix documentary. So it's really not that Netflix produced it so much as, at this point, the subject matter that they are producing. Mm. And this one is really cool because it's about the um, uh, the song... Uh, uh, the the the, uh, the song for aid in Africa. Oh, um, uh, uh, the world. I've heard the song like a hundred times, and now I can't fucking think about it. It's not heal the world. That's a Michael Jackson song, and it's not. Is it the one that Michael Jackson was part of though? Yeah, Michael Jackson is a part yeah. of. Yeah, dude, everyone was a Bob part Dylan. Of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, um, <sighs> what is it called? Fuck. All right, I'm gonna look it up. You keep thinking. When you tell me the title is when the the melody <laughs> will come to me. But anyway, the documentary, uh, it's not about AIDS. <laughs> it's about famine in Africa. Famine. Famine song. I thought you were talking about Live Aid for a second. No, that. So that is what it was inspired by. Was uh, the uh, Harry Belafonte? You guys should really watch the documentary. That's why it's my cheers. But sure. Harry Belafonte had. We are the we world. Are the, yeah. We are the world. Yeah. We are the children. So Harry Belafonte had this idea to do something in this in the same vein as Band Aid, and he made and he and he came up with this idea. So he tasked Lionel Richie. Who was like the biggest star at, uh, of that year? He was sure, he was sure. he was huge. He won a bunch of awards. He hosted the AMAs. The AMAs, on the ceiling. huh? Dancing, Dancing on, on the ceiling. ceiling. The AMAs is the catalyst for this whole thing. So mm. they have. I'll just give you the basic rundown. But they have only one night to record the song because mm. all these producers are like. Oh, let's get as many stars as we can on it because that's gonna obviously uh, bring in as, bring in more money. You see Bob Dylan on the, on the singing credits and Bob Dylan fans and yep. Kenny Loggins fans and yeah, yeah, and so on and so forth. But the only way to get all these people in the same studio is to pick a day that they're all gonna be there in one place, mm-hmm. which is the AMAs. Sure. So all these people go to L.A to go to the AMAs so they have this idea of like once when everybody's there after the AMAs we're going to rush them over to the studio mm-hmm. and we're going to record this song in one session and if you are a musician or if you even understand the logistics of getting more than five people even if you have a big friend group you understand <laughs> yeah. the logistics of it's fucking difficult to get that many people to do one thing at one in, in one place so to do a session, one session, and get this song done with that many egos, personalities, oh, yeah. that many, it was, it's a fascinating thing. It's only an hour and a half, and it's just like a really, it's fun, it's quick, it's pithy, and Lionel Richie, who kind of spearheaded the whole thing, mm-hmm. he's like the main person in the documentary. You hear from his perspective a lot, and you hear like recordings from Quincy and yeah. Michael and uh, Dion Warwick. She pops up for a little bit, so that's always fun because she's it's great. Yeah. Uh, so it's a great documentary, and not to, not to not to uh, uh, advertise anything for fucking Netflix, but <laughs> I will say it's a great documentary. What can so. I say? Dun dun. <laughs> I watched it the other night, and I was just like, man, that was just. So this is great. Good watch. Yeah. Good watch. Okay. And 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 just, you know, I just like studio footage. Yeah. Just really like watching studio footage. And there's like scenes where Michael, because he, he helped write the song, and there's scenes where he's in the studio just singing it by himself. Mm-hmm. And you're, I mean, I'm obviously a massive, massive Michael Jackson fan, but if you don't, if you don't really understand why he's so great, this documentary kind of 
in a very small, in a vacuum kind mm -hmm. of shows you why he's so great. The sure. way that he writes music and the way that he sings and like his mastery over his own voice and his mastery of pop music. Like it's really exemplified in this documentary. So it's fun. It's fun to watch. Okay. So interesting. Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. One last thing we got, and you know what it is, kids. It's a review of this brewski. So let's talk about the Sour Me from Duclaw Brewing Company. Duclaw. Obi, what'd you think? Uh, as I said at the beginning of the show, I'm not much of a sour guy. But I will say I think the fact that this is slightly above the usual ABV, hence making it a little bit sweeter, and, you know, I love me some strawberry. Uh, it it bumps it up on my list a little bit uh, from an ordinary sour. Yeah. Um, I I don't feel like it is the the flavors don't come off as artificial. Also, which is what I was afraid of. That would come off as like a Jolly Rancher or something. Yeah. Um, but no, it tastes pretty fresh, um, crispy. Still, still a little on the sour side, um, but all that being said, I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Mm. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, um, and that's that is underrated because I don't like sours yeah. generally. I think if you like sours, you're you're gonna you'll enjoy this. Yeah, I think if you if if you're a sour beer fan, um, I like you. Not a big sour beer fan. You like me? I like you. I like you. Uh, I, I'm i trying to not let my bias affect the score no, too no. much. You should. That's the point. Yeah. I mean, I just, I know you guys, if you watched this episode, you, you watched me finish two 16-ounce cans. <laughs> but don't let that fool you. I'll never drink this again. Don't do that to any beer. <laughs> uh, no, I think the higher ABV does kind of mask a little bit of the... Um, I think it, it, it makes it, I guess, easier to palate. Yeah, um, definitely. But it's not, it's, not, it's not super high, so it's not like... Uh, it's not too boozy. Mm -hmm. I will say I only really get... The raspberry puree. Ah. So I'm not getting... I mean, I get a little bit of the strawberry. The blackberry, to me, is not really coming through. No. I get the strawberry and the raspberry the most. Uh, I would recommend this to mm -hmm. sour drinkers. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't drink it again. I'd have to give it a... Th I want to say a three and a half or a four. Okay. I'll go four. Okay. I'll go four. Okay. I'll go four. Okay. Yeah. I'll get a four. Yeah. Yeah. I respect it. So a four for me and a four and a half mm -hmm. for you mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. the sour me double triple berry. <laughs> it's imperial very confusing. Sour. It's a lot. It's a lot of sour. <laughs> That's double, a mouthful. Tri double triple double, berry triple. imperial sour Do a barrel roll. From Duclaw Brewing. Mm -hmm. You think we got it? I know we got it. Well, if Obi says we got it. Then it's over, kids. This has been the One Beer In Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, boy. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have yourself a beautiful evening. We love you. It's a nice quake. Yeah, it was. You can get more ice now if you want. Yeah. yeah.